Daniel, are you ready to rock and roll? Ready to... Say that one for next week. Just gonna be like, ready to rocket man to the moon. Maybe. Rocket man. Still probably gonna be Godzilla, but whatever. Rocket man. Anyway, you're gonna make it sound like we're talking about Rocket Man. Hasn't even come out yet. We're from the future. Mars Damn. ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. What? I said, Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. I don't know what that means. Wow. Well, you'll find out next week when you see Rocket Man. But first things first, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Godzilla. Okay, ready? Ready. Okay, let's get this show on the road here. I'm excited to talk about this episode today. Good stuff we got coming here. So, welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies. And we drink some brews. I'm your host, Jordan, and sitting across from me here is the real genie, Daniel. And Jordan, the street rat. Riff rat. Street rat. Scoundrel, for sure. (laughs) Well, at least I get the cute girl in the end. I mean, Aladdin does. Uh, I wasn't calling you Aladdin. I was calling you a street rat. Mm. That's all. <laughs> so, if you haven't guessed by our conversation here, we are talking the new Disney movie, Aladdin, today. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's fly on our carpet. Before we start here, let's talk about what we're drinking. So this week was Daniel's week to bring in something for Drinking Tale. Daniel, what do you got there? Well, this week I brought in something from Worthy Brewing in Bend, Oregon called Hop Zen. It's an Imperial IPA and uh, I just took a sip. Pretty damn good. Uh, I've never, I don't think I've ever had anything from Worthy Brewing Mm. or at least not with the explicit knowledge of that was it was that's what it I've was. had a few of their beers. Yeah, this is pretty good. It's definitely an Imperial. Yeah, I know. It's we tasty I, though. I don't usually drink Imperials, but you know, I it's something that I noticed popped up in my local store, so I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll take that, try it out. Not worthy. Not worthy. Not worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Drink up. Mm. <sighs> okay. Well, why don't we get in some news here? Daniel, what did you bring us for movie news? Okay, well, this week, got a couple things. We'll start with uh, the big trailer that dropped, Terminator Dark Fate trailer. And, uh, yeah, this dropped early, like, pretty early on this, well, last week, technically, because it's Monday. But whatever. Um, yeah, I checked it out. Uh, was it a super enthralling trailer? I mean, there are some, there's some definitely some things that I liked. Mostly, just Sarah Connor shows back up, one of the OG badasses that I remember from my childhood. I remember you showing me Terminator when I was probably a little bit too young to see it, but still you're welcome. Awesome. Did you a favor? Oh, you did. No, I love, I love Sarah Connors. She's just super cool. She's a badass character, and I mean, she just does what you think Sarah Connors is going to do if she's like old and war torn. She just like shows up and blows the hell out of a Terminator. Yeah. I guess they overall, I don't know. I guess unimpressed with the trailer for the most part, it kind of just didn't do anything. Like it didn't really move the needle for me. Like it didn't get me excited for the movie, but at the same time, it wasn't like super upset either. It just, it didn't move the needle. Right. And like I said, like I don't like, I'm not super excited for this movie. Like, we treat Terminator one and two are the Terminator, right? Like that's 
Terminator in my eyes. Now, this one, like, I've, it didn't make me less excited, but it didn't get me more excited. Like I said, it didn't really move the needle. Like, there was something I liked, which was Sarah Connors in the trailer. But at the same time, it's still like... Uh, yeah, honestly, I liked her showing up, and that was about it. Everything else surrounding her, I just kind of, eh. And from the looks of it, it looks like, because she's saying she's got to protect this girl, because she was her at one time. So is this girl carrying the next John Connor inside of her or something like that? Are we, it just sounds like we're going to have the same story all over again. Well, actually, I don't... Did you ever see Terminator Salvation? Uh, I never did see Salvation. Okay, because, like, in that one, this guy was, like, a very humanoid Terminator. Like, he was man oh, wait, and no. machine. Sorry, it was Genesis I never saw. Okay, so you did... I you saw, saw the, the first four, and I skipped Genesis because it looked awful. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, in that... In uh, Salvation, like, it was... A Terminator who didn't know he's a Terminator didn't realize he had machine parts inside of him. Um, and this one, it might sounds like kind of maybe it might be the same thing. She doesn't think she's a Terminator. She said she's human, but she's obviously got like Kevlar skin or I, I don't know what to call it. So I don't know. It's more like a we'll see. Like maybe if this gets a huge amount of buzz, I mean I'm sure we'll probably cover it for the well, show. And I I will say I didn't like the music they put with it too. Like if you want to get us jazzed up for Terminator, yeah, there wasn't like classic like. <laughs> Throw some Terminator theme in there if you want to get people excited. Like that music that was going on in there, I was just like, what the heck? It yeah, there just, wasn't. It just, any, it just didn't feel right. There wasn't any score. And I don't know. I'm just. I don't know anymore about this franchise because it sounds like same with Salvation. Like we're gonna go a different direction than with Genesis. We're gonna do the different direction now. Sounds like with Dark Fate. Now we're gonna go a different direction. Like everything is like we're gonna eliminate everything between T2 and this. And this is a fresh start. They've been doing that like the last three movies now. Yeah. So. I'm just, I think that's part of my, I'm just, which lack it, of it kind of sucks because I'm all for like making new Terminator movies. Cause like, yeah, the, like the original movies, classics, but like the CGI and like, it looks a little clunky. So this is a perfect franchise to like benefit from updated CGI, but you can't nail the storytelling, which kind of sucks. Cause I didn't really like salvation. I never saw Genesis either. So I just, I want to nail down like a super sweet story with some new characters would be fine. I love. Yeah, I mean, the the first two not only are they one of my, some of my favorite movies ever, but they're just by far the. I mean, if this sucks too, then I'm just I'm pretty much writing off Terminator altogether. Even if they do more sequels and calling it good at just two, but we'll see. I actually will probably when we get closer to the release of it, go back to the beginning and watch all of them in order. That would be cool. But yeah, I don't know. Just not excited. That, that's all I gotta say. It didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Well, I, I even watched it like a couple times in a row and still nothing. I, I think it would have benefited with like some mixture of like classic Terminator score with like the actual movie score, but we just got some weird song going through the entire thing. Yeah. I would have liked some score. Plane yeah. crashing, which we've seen before. I don't know. That, well, that was another thing too, is like they didn't really show us anything different and new, but again. Did like seeing Sarah Connor, so let's leave it at that. Yeah. All right, what do you got next here for news? Uh, next, I saw, and this is more for me, but that Taika Waititi uh, live-action Akira movie is has a release date for May 21st of 2021. Now, this is a very cool like thing because for the longest time, like this is like a classic anime movie slash you know manga series, but. I mean, it takes place in, like, dystopian, like, but this is, like, uh, this, the reason this is so classic, because the animators for this, like, painstaking, like, he put together, like, a murderer's row of people, and, like, the anim hand animation, 
hundred, I think a hundred percent of the way was just like, like top notch. Like we're talking like Disney at its prime levels of animation. So it's, and the thing that's been, Akira has been like thrown around a lot because it's like, people think like it would cost like 500 to $600 million to make. Right. So that's, what's kind of interesting is that this actually is happening. Taika Waititi is attached from Thor Ragnarok. So I'm excited to see what they can do with this. Um, It's, we haven't had like, it's more just cautiously up or excited, not really optimistic because we've had what the new ghost, I almost said ghost recon ghost in the shell movie, which wasn't very good. I don't remember the one that was before that. Alita battle angel was pretty enjoyable though. But as far as like live action animes, they haven't really done anything good. But hopefully that this could kind of change it. This has a really cool like option to be super stylized and super like cool neon noir sort of stuff. I don't know. I think it, there's there's potential, I guess. Oh, well, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely look forward to checking that out. You said 2021. Yep. So in a couple of years. Okay. All right. Now the last thing I have is I'm sure it's all over the internet, but the Sonic movie has been delayed to tw- uh, February of 2020. No! And I'm like, I, ex- I expected this because they said they were going to change the character model with only five months before release. So I'm like, I don't know how the hell they would do that. And now they've pushed it back. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, good. As long as they can make the movie better. I mean, it could still be trash, but as long as they make it the best they can make it, good for them. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think anybody was mad. They're like, oh, well, I needed that, like, as soon as possible. Like, they only pushed it back, like, a f- handful of months, I guess. Like, I don't know. What was it? Do you know what it was originally slated for? I think November. November, yeah. So they only pushed it back, like, three months. If yeah. that's what they needed to make it work better, fine. And they probably figured, you know, we already got one movie with a uh, blue character in it this year. We'll just put this off. This will be next year's blue character. Right, but also it's kind of interesting that they pushed it off to February because that's usually the dump month for movies. So maybe that has something to do with it, or maybe but it is potentially. Just I they probably just want to work on the graphics some more. I think it'll be fine. Work on graphics and yeah, if anything, there just won't be much competition around that time because it is kind of a dump month. Well, I also I didn't write it down, but I have one more, and it's more of just a rumor than news of anything, but there's a rumor floating around that Sebastian Stan is going to be the Riddler in the new Batman movie. Really? Yeah, the Winter Soldier himself. Winter Soldier might is the Riddler. Be the Riddler, which I'm interested if that's the case, because I haven't seen him in... I don't think I've ever seen him anything outside of being the Winter Soldier. Uh, slash what Bucky. Have, what, what have I seen him in? There, I saw him... Oh, no, no, no. I, Tanya. That's right. I'm That's, like, I'm like I know I've seen him in something else outside, and he was good. And yes, I, Tanya, you're right. Okay, so I have seen him outside of that. So I'm like, I'm interested. I would, I, I don't, I don't know. He has such a, like a serious face and a serious look in like the Winter Soldier. So it would be kind of cool to see him as like at polar opposite where he's just kind of like crazy, jokey character. So that is interesting. That'd be cool. As much as I love Jim Carrey's, Joker, or not Joker, uh, Riddler, I would be curious to see a new take on it. Because Jim Carrey was basically being Jim Carrey in that movie. He was good. It worked. But I would like to see a new take on it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. 
Well, cool. Just a little rumor mill going around. Yeah. Well, I'm more excited for that news than I am um, last week's news on Batman. But again, we'll see. See what happens. I'm just glad they're moving forward to this movie. Yeah. I mean, that that flags out, but they didn't kill the movie. They're just keeping going, Keep making some new going. stuff. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Any more news today? No, that's all I got. All right, well, why don't we move on here and get into some weekly look back. I got a couple movies here. I think we've got two of the same ones, and I've got one that I saw. Why don't I start? I'll start, and then we'll then we'll move on to the movies that we saw together. Go ahead. So, with Godzilla King of Monsters coming out this next week, I decided it was finally time to go see the original... Ni- I almost said 19-something. <laughs> the original 2014 Godzilla, which I can't believe that movie has already been five years ago. I know, and I can't believe I haven't seen it because I remember watching all the trailers. I'm like, "This is going to be badass!" And yeah, then I can't believe I, I missed I that one go. in theaters. I just never got around to see it in theaters. And then I don't know, like even when Kong Skull Island came out, I'm like, "All right, I'll see Godzilla, then I'll go see Kong." But I ended up just seeing Kong anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I just can't. It felt like it only came out like two, three years ago, and it's already been five. It's, it's weird. And Kong Skull Island came out three years ago already. Yeah, was it three? I think 2017. Jeez. Okay. Well, two. Well, yeah, okay. Two, two and a half. I don't know. It's it's been a while. It's been longer than I thought. I thought that mo- I thought Skull Island came out like last year. Yeah, so feels like it. But yeah, I gotta say overall, I wasn't disappointed. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It, it's kinda so here's a couple surprises in this. I totally had forgotten that uh Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen were in this. I did. I remember seeing Brian Cranston in previews, but yeah, I completely yeah. forgot about the other two. And so that was kind of a cool surprise. But I gotta say, overall, pretty good movie. They did a good story because a lot. Of, I, I guess this falls under the category of disaster movie. And with yeah. a lot of these disaster movies, the only thing we're looking forward to seeing really is the disaster, the destruction. Right. Is what we're looking forward to seeing. So to create, and you know, you can only have out of a two-hour movie, that's only going to be like a quarter of it if you're lucky. So to create a story around all that. Right. And I, I think they did good. I like the characters they introduced us to. Brian Cranston's. Um, Joe, you know, as a scientist, I'm not going to ruin anything for you, especially if there's others out there that haven't seen I, it yet. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, I kind of know what happens with his character. I've I've heard. I mean, it's been a few years, so. Well, still for others, that, in case you haven't seen it, I won't ruin much. But yeah, I, I enjoyed following his character around and like his story development. I thought it was good. You know, things that happened at the very beginning of the movie to him. Uh, one thing I did not know, and maybe this was in tr- the trailers back in five years ago. But I didn't know there were other two other monsters in this movie. There are. Oh, I I didn't know that either. Okay. Some and well, that's the thing is like I had no clue at all. So maybe they didn't have those in the trailers. I don't know. But I will say that helped the movie a lot. Just and that, I'm just gonna leave it at that because yeah, you need to see this in the next week. I know. I'm I'm planning on it. I have to download it to my computer, streaming it through my TV, blah blah blah. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll finish this up here. I, I overall, I got to say, Godzilla was a really good, fun movie. Very Good. enjoyable. Way better than the 98 Broadwick movie. Oh, <laughs> Poor Matthew Broadwick. I know. Yeah, but it spawned Fair. a kick-ass cartoon that I got to watch when I was a kid. True. Yeah, the only disappointment of this Godzilla was that there was no um, P. Diddy singing in the background. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's de- It was definitely a product of and this gr- time. No Green Day, either. <laughs> oh, <wow>. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I would say if you haven't seen it yet, check out Godzilla. I'm definitely it gets me more excited to go see King of Monsters coming up this weekend. Yes, I mean, I know like things that I, I need to see King of Monsters, but Godzilla for sure. I'm trying to see Skull Island. 
Yeah, I'm wondering if there'll be a after credit teaser after the monsters came monsters. I think so. I probably. I know. Yeah. I don't know. Not trying so, to spoil some anything. some kind of teaser leading up to the because I think I think King Kong versus Godzilla is next year next summer. Perfect. Which, that's going to be an awesome. Because this is what I love. Like sometimes, yeah. I don't know how they got this wrong for so many years. Like blockbusters used to be just huge bombastic. And then they got more like, oh, we needs to have a ton of plot and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't need to watch a critically acclaimed movie a hundred percent of the time. Right. And well, that, that was the problem I bl- think with last year's the Meg, just make it an entertaining movie about a ginormous shark that kills stuff. I know. I think instead you s- they try to go three, two, three, three dimensional with these characters and make just too much emotion for these. No, just have a shark creating chaos yeah you've seen sharknado it's fucking ridiculous was it stupid fun yes exactly yes it just, is just give us that so but anyway check that out so the next movie moving on here daniel and i went to the theater today we actually had a we've had a movie bender today movie bender today yeah we met up and went and saw *Brightburn*, and then we like as soon as the credits rolled we Ran out, got into a car, and went up the highway to meet our mom at another theater where we went and saw The French Connection, starring Gene Hackman. I had actually never seen The French Connection before. Heard about this movie for years. You know, it was it won the Oscar back in, like, early 70s. Um, I think it's even on AFI's top 100 list. But yeah, heard about it for years, never seen it, so, yeah, it's in theaters. Why not go see it? We went and saw French Connection. Daniel, what'd you think? Okay, so I know this is my unpopular opinion, but I did not like this movie at all. It seemed like there was just nothing going on, and then it ended. And like it was like nothing going on, then there was a climax to, for nothing, and then it ended. And I just, like, I know people be like, maybe you just didn't understand it, blah, 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 blah. I'm like 25. Like, I'm not young. I'm not old yet either, but I'm just like, this movie just... I did not like it. And then you told me that it won a best picture. And I thought that was fucking ridiculous. I don't, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I thought it was fine. Good kind of in the middle. I didn't hate it by any means. But yeah, I mean, I could see the attraction to it like years ago. Uh, best picture winner. I guess I'd have to see what else it was up against that year. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't. I thought it was fine. I enjoyed watching Gene Hackman, which I think this is the youngest I've ever seen Gene Hackman is in this movie. I know. I kept looking at him like, man, you're just not going to catch Superman. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just... I thought I thought overall it was a fine detective film. New York cops back in the 70s, back in the Bronx era. Area, <laughs> <I know>. area, era. <laughs> I mean, like one of the things that I was thinking of is they're like, well, yeah, it like shows like all the legwork police go into making busts and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, if I want to see that, I'd walk, watch a documentary. Like, I don't want to see two hours of them following people. That was... <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was fine. So, all right, moving on here. Let's talk some Brightburn for a little bit. Yes. So, I got to say, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I mean, I was drawn into this by the first trailer they put out. And then I thought the second trailer was even better. I was like, ooh, I am seeing this. Right. It just looked different. And then it like had the gained the notoriety that at the end of the trailer it's like produced by James Gunn. And you're like, oh hell yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, love that. And so I wanted to see what he was gonna do in like a dark, dark area, I guess. And it got very dark. Yeah, we've uh, trying to go. I think it was his brother and cousin that wrote this. Yes, I think so. Pulling up the information here. 
Oh, give, give him a sec. Loading content. So written by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn, which I believe is his brother. I think Brian's his brother and the other one is his cousin. Directed by David Yerovisky. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so you got James, a bunch of guns and they essentially made a, like, when it, I thought of Dark, I thought like, you know, like, maybe a little bit darker than DC movies. I mean, it was rated R, so I thought there was just going to be a lot of violence. But this was like a full-on like horror movie, which I wasn't I guess I wasn't fully expecting it to go that route, like like seemingly 100% commit to that. But they stuck they committed they I think they committed to just like a superhero horror movie pretty like religiously. It felt like, I guess. Yeah, I'll I'll read the uh this is the IMDb description of the plot here. What if a child from another world crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister? Which, yeah, I love that concept. And, yeah, they, they had fun with this. I mean... Oh, yeah. Like, there's some... The thriller, the horror element of everything. I mean, there's just some... I don't want to spoil stuff, so we got to be careful. There's a lot of suspense. There's... I think... I'm just going to say something that really surprised me was the body horror images. Like, there's a couple very strong body horror images that I'm usually not bothered by that, but it, like, made me twist in my seat. There was one in particular. I think we might be thinking of the same one. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. I was just like, oh, okay, whoa. I know. I, like, I, I don't do this, but I literally, like, held my hands up to my face to kind of be like, oh, my God, I don't even want to look at this. Oh, man. There's... Oh. So, without giving much away, what was one of your favorite parts? I liked... Okay, I'm just going to say at the very end, it subverted my expectation, but also confirming another expectation of just like, how could you stop a Superman that was bad? Right. Right. Like, I, I guess that's the best way to describe it with, like, not giving too much away. It... Yeah, it's hard to talk about without talking spoilers here, but there I just there were some good parts. Uh you see this in the preview when he's going after the gal in the cafe. Amazing scene, I thought, in the movie when it all put together. Oh yeah, that's like one of like the true horror elements to it. Oh, like gosh. and you know what? I love this. Like I do really love like cheesy horror. I like slasher horror, but I do really love how we've gotten a lot of like high quality horror in the last few years. Like it is probably one of my favorite horror movies. And so this is probably right up there with that. And I haven't seen Hereditary yet, but I hear that's kind of like in the same yeah. echelon. Gosh, this is just, it was so, I thought this was good. Like, I really enjoyed myself. I definitely recommend it. I would probably, I might go see this again, actually. I don't know yeah. how soon, but I'm probably going to see this again. I would like to say, like, if, if, if you think, like, just if you write off horror immediately, I think you should reconsider this because this is, like, like top tier, like, movie, like, movie making. And then they nail those horror elements and they... They just, there's I, a few loose ends, but. I gotta say, I, I love the end. The ending, the last two minutes. Oh that my That was incredible. It's just crazy. And then the, definitely stick around for those end credits. Yeah, it's kind of, it kind of sucked. We had to get up and get going to the next movie. Like, we had to, I mean, we had to go up the highway, so we had to go. But yeah, I would have liked to stuck around and seen the end credits stuff. There was some stuff we saw as we were leaving the theater that looked cool. But yeah, definitely stick around to the end. I don't. You said there's no end credit, after credit scene. There's no technically end credit scene, but watch like they have some images and some 
uh, clips during the credits, I guess, as soon as it starts rolling in, know what I'm talking about. But definitely, I think, would be worth sticking around for. Okay, yeah. If I had to grade this out real quick, A minus, solid A. Like, it's up there. Like, it was, I enjoyed this. Yeah, I would def- just solid A for me. Like, it's not perfect. There's a couple loose ends, but not many. Yeah, it's not perfect. Is- oh, and I want to say thank you to the uh, studio producers, director, every. Only a 90-minute film. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tri- solid hour and a half, not including... And it, and it moves. I mean, everything moves nice. Nothing. There's no sluggish moments, really. But, yeah, it's just nice. It's an hour and a half movie. You just don't get that. Even in a child movie, you don't get that anymore, I feel like. Aladdin was two hours I was about to talk about. Was it two hours? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I didn't but Yeah, this. I appreciate that quite a bit. Yeah, especially right. if you're gonna put 20 minutes of, I mean, it's more. I think it's just more on the theaters. Like 20 minutes of previews. Like let's go 10, let's go 10. Couple commercials. Let's oh start gosh. the movie. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, as a little quick little bonus thing, I enjoyed that new Coke commercial with Stranger Things cast. That was awesome. Yeah, I, gotta, <laughs> I definitely have to watch I season cannot two. Cannot wait for season three. We're only a month out. Oh shit! I only five weeks out. If I just watch two episodes a week, yeah, I'd be you'd there. Be all caught up. Do it. Do it. I know. All right. So I think, yeah. So two recommendations right there for Brightburn. Check it out. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do Although a spo- if you're squeamish, Probably not. Yeah. You know you are. But yeah, yeah, yeah squeamish. You know. <laughs> you know. Just, just cover your eyes. It, it's worth it. I, I enjoy it. And it just answers that question. It's like, what if? What if Superman did? And I kind of do like how they like, the, I, think they, I don't know if they covered this on Smallville really, but they kind of did cover it like he's pretty normal for the most part and then like around puberty is when things start changing for him and powers are developing and things like that yeah what and that sex i don't know i, I want to say hilarious. something but i guess it's not it might be a spoiler or it just might i don't know go see it if you if you like horror if you like superheroes and horror movies definitely check it out it's it's very it's very interesting and you'll be thinking about it after you're done oh my oh, oh one thing i want to add real quick then we'll move on the score was awesome, too. Yes. And yeah, I was listening to that in the car. Well, you were with me, obviously. Anyway, we were listening to that in the car on the way to the next film when we were going up the freeway. It was awesome. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> All right, let's move on here and get into some Aladdin. Prince One step. Ali, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, thought we, I thought we were going to do Street Rap. One step, hello, man. Nah, nah. Nah, That's nah, no nah, joke. Nah, nah. Uh, I don't remember it unless I'm watching it. <laughs> All I gotta do is jump. <laughs> I don't know. I know that's how it ends, at least in the cartoon. All right. So yes, Disney's Aladdin. We are back once again with another Disney live-action adaptation of a, one of their old cartoons. Here we are. Yeah, and uh, gonna be back here again in a month and a half for the next one. <laughs> for Lion King. A wee! And then maybe we'll be back for Maleficent. Who knows? We'll see. Is that this year or next year? I think it's next year. Okay, I was like, gosh, that'd be four in one year. No, I mean, we already. Well, we never did Dumbo, but we both saw Dumbo. I already think they should have saved Lion King for next year. Let that be the big one next year. Because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, like, yeah. Uh, well, whatever. They're still making oodles of money. Yeah. So Aladdin didn't do too bad at the box office either this weekend. I think it did 80-something. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. All right. Yes, yeah, so Aladdin... No, they said Aladdin 90. 
Oh, nice. So, yeah, Aladdin made $90 million opening weekend here in the U.S. John Wick, 24.6 in second place. Avengers Endgame, 17.2. Pokemon, 13.3. What did Brightburn make? Brightburn was in fifth place, 7.8. It's struggling. But yeah, that kind of sucks. I really wanted that movie to do good because it was so good. And just I like when movies that are different succeed and make money. But, yeah, because uh, like we all complain. It's like we want like less of the same and more different stuff but then when the different stuff comes we don't they don't make money because you don't go see it yeah at least it, at least it uh beat out dog's journey oh thank god i just but yeah so let's see what aladdin's made worldwide real quick here i think it's probably closing on 200 or more if it made 90 in u.s yeah i'd like to say so because usually like foreign markets makes at least a hundred million more. Sorry, it seems computer's like. being slow, but it'll come up in a second. So yeah, so we got Aladdin, written by John August and Guy Ritchie, which John August wrote Titan A.E. I don't know if you remember that one back in the day. I do. I actually love that movie. Yeah, he wrote Titan A.E. Um, he did adaptations for Big Fish. He wrote Corpse Bride, and he did adaptation for Charlie and Chocolate Factory. So he's worked with Burton a lot. Oh, so I have I a love dark- hate relationship with this guy. Yeah, Frank and Weenie was one of them too that he wrote. I never saw as that. As well as Dark Shadows. So yeah, he's kind of hit and miss. Some good, really good stuff, some not so good stuff. I mean, just off of what you what you said, I'm like, Dark Shadows is a thumbs down for me. Frank and Weenie, I'm sure I haven't seen that. All the rest are thumbs up for me. I, I still Corpse like Bride, Bur- yes. I still like Burton's Chocolate Factory. I do not. That's a thumbs down for me. And Corpse Bride, Big Fish, of course, is amazing. I love Big Fish. I don't know why I love that movie so much, but I love that I haven't movie. seen Tiny East probably since it was in theaters, and that was like, 15, 17 years ago already? Yeah. I had to check that it's out. It's a Don Bluth film, too. But, yeah, so Guy Ritchie, who, he, you know, he, he's directed stuff I'm sure you've seen. He did a McDonald's music video, which I doubt you've seen that one. Rock and Rolla, he did. Sherlock Holmes, those two films with the... Uh, I've seen the second film, and I've seen the first half now of Rock and Rolla. Okay. Man from Uncle, which I still didn't get around to seeing that. I... Yeah, I saw that one and I enjoyed it, but a lot of people is just kind of like more style than substance. But I thought it was still yeah. Very I heard enjoyable. I heard mixed things on that. I still I still want to just see it. And he also did last year, or maybe was, I think it was two summers ago. Now he did uh, <clears throat> King Arthur. <coughs> yeah, that one's you which can I'm, get that one in the bargain bin now. Which I'm sure Daniel loved that one. I never saw that one. Lucky you saw that one, and then on a first date. And then the second date was the house, and then you just decided that wasn't going anywhere, which is good call. <laughs> no, that was actually... <laughs> I mean, there's other reasons, but yeah. I saw... <laughs> with that girl, we, we then saw King Arthur. I think that was actually our second date. Anyway, we saw King Arthur. Then she suggested... Per her suggestion, Yes, too. per her suggestion. And then she suggested we go see the house as our next film. After that, I was like... Ooh man, I could just see a whole future of just bad movies with you. So I never went out there again. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, if you love movies, I mean, it's not shallow. If you love love movies, yeah. I mean, I just wasn't into her that much in general. She was all right. Moved on, better stuff. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's my memory of King Arthur. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, so what? yeah, again, written by John August and Guy Ritchie, directed by Guy Ritchie, and yeah, starring Will Smith as the genie. Mina Mas, you gotta help me with this one. Masoul. Oh man, Mina Masoul. Something is Aladdin. <laughs> Naomi Scott is Jasmine. Marwin Kenzari as Jafar. 
Navid, which I guess is David with an N. Navid. I think I think Aladdin's name is pronounced Mina Masad. Okay. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I think you said it right though. And then yeah, David and Negabon is Sultan, the Sultan, and who else do we got here? Billy Magnuson is Prince Alder or Anders, and Nazim Pendred is Delilah. I should probably just butchered the last three actors' names, but yeah, oh, we probably should just like just should have just stuck with Will thing. Smith and Naomi Scott. Well, and Missy Mina Masa Masoud. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, it's the story of Aladdin. You know, it's a lonely, horny street rat meets a beauty. Turns out she's the princess from the you know the town he lives in. So he's got to get the help of a genie. You know, if he wants to get inside her palace. <laughs> yep, that's. I mean, you kind of got it. That's kind of Aladdin in a nutshell. But yeah, you know, like so. I guess why don't you start with your general thoughts here? What's your experience with Aladdin, and what do you think going in? Okay, well, Aladdin going in uh, wasn't super excited. I was like, I almost, I went with my girlfriend, but I almost asked her, I'm like, hey, I kind of want to see this because I, by myself, because I want the option to walk out because I was just like so desperate. I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy this. I know how it ends. Like, and I'm just kind of, I'm not really with the Disney live action adaptations. Like I saw Beauty and the Beast. I, and my thought on that was just like, I saw a better version of this 30 years ago or well that that came out 30 years ago yeah, i'm not 30 years old yet years <laughs> but we know what you mean we know what you mean yeah and so like going into this was not super enthused was not excited ready to hate it and i didn't i didn't feel like i wanted to walk out i say like the first maybe like five to ten minutes i was a little bit like uh, but after that like it kind of smoothed it out for me and i i just really started enjoying it and Honestly, I thought uh, it definitely exceeded my expectations. I found myself really enjoying it and not like looking at my watch or anything throughout the whole movie. It's good. Yeah, for me, so Aladdin, I love the cartoon Aladdin. Like growing up, Jungle Book, Peter Pan, Lion King, Aladdin, like those are probably some of my favorite ones of them all. Or yeah, those are probably my main four right there. I guess I didn't mention that Aladdin, one of my faves. But yeah, definitely Aladdin. <laughs> I, I think if I had to pick, I don't know, top two is probably Lion King and Aladdin, but. I loved Aladdin so much. I mean, I watched that so much. We had it on VHS back in the day, and I watched that so much as a kid over and over and over and over. So loved it. Loved, you know, Robin Williams, the voice. Like, one of the things I hated the most about Return of Jafar, not only was it just a bad sequel, but not having Robin Williams' voice as the genie just ruined it for me. Yeah. I wouldn't even watch. They had a cartoon in, like, the mid-'90s with Aladdin. Yeah. I, I think it was just called Aladdin, I think. Yeah, I think so. Anyway. None of the voices were the same in that, and I just, that just, for some reason, that just ruins it for me. I don't know why, it just does. No, it, it, it does for me, too. Like, especially with newer Disney movies, they usually make, like, a, a sequel series, and the, but they usually change all the voice actors out, so I'm like, all right, not interested. Yeah. But yeah, loved it as a kid. So going into this, you know, I'm like, okay, another live adaptation remake. I mean, I've liked a couple of them. I did enjoy Jungle Book. Maleficent was good, because it was just different. Yeah. I, I like Cinderella, too. They changed enough in Cinderella that I liked it. You know, I never saw Cinderella. And I didn't get around to Beauty and the Beast, but everyone said it was just the same. It was the same with more songs. Yeah. <laughs> so I just haven't got around. I'll watch it eventually. I think it's on Netflix right now. I'll watch it eventually. It's on Netflix right now. It's going to be on the Disney streaming service when that comes out. So, yeah, we'll get to it. One day. So, yeah, going into this, I'm like, all right, fine. I made another one. I don't know. Is it necessary? Probably not. But, you know, they just want to introduce their stuff to a new, new generation. I mean, they'll. I'm sure all kids that go in and see these have seen the cartoons, but... I you would know. say probably not. 
Yeah, yes and no. I mean, I'm sure we a lot got of bad parents these days. You don't show kids Star Wars when they're two years old, and they just let them watch the new shit. Well, I mean, that's true. That's my soapbox. <laughs> One of many. <laughs> yeah, come on, parents out there. You got to like do it right. First, you show them Toy Story. You start at the very beginning, and if they're into Toy Story 2, then 3, and Bugs Life, you got to do it right. You don't show them Bitmoji movie, Angry Birds. You don't show them stuff like that. Minions, no. You get them started with the right stuff. There's just so much quality kids programming now that there's no point in showing them crappier ones. No. But anyway. I will, I will <laughs> say, when the first teaser trailer dropped, I was into it. I liked what I saw visually. Uh, there wasn't much dialogue. The only dialogue, I think, was the Cave of Wonders talking. But yeah, yeah just a few visuals, and then the music kicked in. That Anyway, I enjoyed that quite a bit. I was like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm getting kind of excited for this. This looks good. Then they dropped some more trailers and scenes, and I was just like, eh, this is not looking as good anymore. Yeah, like, uh, they, uh, the teaser trailer was just like, eh? And then they tro- dropped a regular trailer, and I'm like, okay, all right. And then, like, uh, a week before the movie came out, they dropped, like, a two, three-minute clip of, like, them marching and in, parading into the city um, for the Prince Yeah, Ali I think it was, like, song. a minute-long clip. Yeah, and I'm just like... Just uh, in the middle of the print. Something just felt off about that. So off. But yeah, the second trailer, I just started seeing things that I'm like, wasn't liking for some reason. Like, I was hooked on the teaser trailer. Then the regular trailer just wasn't that into it. And then that clip came out. And I was like, oh, man. In general, I'm not like super wowed about, or not super, I'm just not super, super jazzed up for these live action remakes in general. Then you add on just a bad clip. And I'm just like, eh, it kind of just takes my expectations down low. Like, all right, well, let's just get, the, let's just see this, get it over with. Yeah. Needless to say, I was pleasantly surprised. I walked in there. I mean, they get, they get the movie going right off the bat. Like, it starts up like jazz. I, what did they meet in the first five minutes? Yeah, I actually wrote that down because I'm like, one of the things I noticed, I'm like, I'm like, this is happening weirdly fast. Like, and then they kind of like pace it out a little bit more after that. But like, <laughs> I kept thinking in my head, I'm like, did they meet this fast in the, like the, the cartoon one? Because like, yeah, it happens in like five minutes. He's like, runs like she's just like whoa oh my god that's that that girl's super fine she's <laughs> like that girl's super fine in her robe her thick robe yeah. i don't know but i'm hey, just she had pretty eyes yeah but like within the first five minutes of running from the like the sultan squad i don't the police sultan squad <laughs> i don't know what to call them <laughs> <laughs> like the the guards i guess i don't know agrabah police or what I don't know. They don't. They're like essentially police, but I'm just like, yeah, that happens super, super fast. And then it like after it like kind of jolts you into it, it kind of starts pacing itself out a lot better. So I thought it was a little jarring at first, but once everything gets going, it smooths out. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Did I finish my general thoughts? Overall general thoughts. This exceeded expectations, and I enjoyed myself quite a bit. I thought Will Smith did a great job. So, yeah, I guess let's just get into it. Yeah, so, yeah, it started out quick-paced and then kind of slowed down a little bit, and that's when I think things got really good there. Because I thought it'd be, like, probably a lot like the cartoon where you, you'd see the one thief giving that, like, beetle thing to Jafar. You know how they went and found the Cave of Wonders? But the Cave yeah. of Wonders is already up and running and operating. Yeah, it's just kind of like you kind of you just have to know where it is. Like, it's, like, a, just a tiger in the side of a mountain. Which I kind of wanted that to be more lifelike, like it was in the cartoon. Yeah, I would have liked that too. Like, I like how it was like comes out, rises out of the sand, 
I mean, hit being just like a solid cave, cool. And you know, then it opens I mean, up. It did. But... It did look cool because it looked like you are going into the throat of something. Yeah. So that part looked cool. I will say the cave of wonders was, seemed a lot smaller than I thought it would be. No, I mean, yeah, because in the the cartoon, like, yeah, they do little cuts of them walking through this like massive cave. Yeah, so you're in like room after room after room. Yeah. In the cartoon. And I, which made for the escape of it, I guess, a little less thrilling because I thought there'd be a lot more like dodging the lava and stuff like that. But it wasn't. It, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. No, I did like that sequence though. But I also, I'm gonna give a shout out because we both had the same thought as we were watching it separately on separate days. But I remember when I was watching it with my girlfriend when like the whole cave explodes like it does. I just nudged her. I'm like, this is the hardest level in the Super Nintendo game. And then you saw it like two days later and you text me because you were the only one in the theater. So you sent me a picture and you're just like, this is the hardest level in the Super Nintendo game. <laughs> that was awesome. I think I sent that to the sibling chat. Yeah, that was actually speaking of like only one in theater. How awesome was that? Like the time that- I went Friday morning and nobody else around so it's just me in the theater i had the perfect seat like center center and it was amazing man all after you said that i'm like shit i should have done that yeah i I gotta (laughs) add too i saw this in 3d that was just what fit my schedule and it was awesome in 3d i enjoyed it quite a bit a lot of sequences were just popped in 3d especially like the you ain't never had a friend like me sequence oh i bet that popped in 3d the carpet ride popped in 3D, so there's just a lot of cool stuff in 3D. I think the genie in general was good in 3D. Oh, I, I'm sure it was. So l- let's talk about the genie a little bit. I personally think he met expectations. I thought he was fine. No, I was actually pleasantly surprised because while the first thing that the genie does, you know, like I don't know, I I liked him. I think the weakest parts of the ge- <laughs> the weakest parts of the genie's performance is just when he's saying lines that robin williams said but when he's just being his own character it i think it works a lot better because he's not when he's not like directly referencing robin williams because then you're just like okay robin williams is super iconic and here we are with the remake which is like already kind of a hard sell for me but i think like once they move away and like he becomes his own thing i've really enjoyed him yeah i feel like once they're out of the cave he becomes more of his own type of genie and i do love the fact that he he... was still fine inside the cave and i thought they did great with the uh, you ain't never had friend like me song because they changed a lot of visuals for that and i thought it was i thought it was for the best yeah, definitely. Like, I think the farther way you can try and separate from the original, the better. If if you compare, if you're in, if you're doing nothing but comparing Rod Williams to Will Smith, you're you're just doing yourself a disservice. Just, right. Just don't do it. You got the cartoon over here, fine. Then you got the live action over here. Just and sit back and enjoy the live action because I I thought Will Smith did a great job. Yes, and I actually particularly liked how instead of just only popping out every once in a while from the lamp, he became like a kind of blended in like stayed in like a human form for yeah i liked how he had his kind of human form yeah that, and i, I really, thought that was cool i really enjoyed that because that had some of the best like joke like him and aladdin just had a really good back and forth on a lot of different points mm-hmm. that would have just been a little awkward if he was big and blue when he was well right and plus you don't have the the actor against uh talking to a screen a blue you know green screen either exactly. he's actually talking Which to will also smith most almost always will bring out a better performance mm-hmm. just yeah just don't do compare the two i mean i've heard nothing but complaining since the first trailer landed as far as like what the genie looked like and stuff and just whine right. whine whine but it's like you're just doing yourself a disservice enjoy will smith he just does a good job accept and move on right 
I thought the animation for the genie looked fine. Yeah. You know, he looks like a carrot. You know, he looks like a genie. Like how I know it's like how realistic are you thinking a big blue like ball of smoke is gonna look? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? Haters gonna hate, I guess. But whatever. Like it was good. I was gonna add one more to that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know. Like I said, oh, one of the the tonal one of the character tonal shifts that I I'm like Genie was kind of like similar to Ryan Williams, like just different. But one of the tonal shift characters that I wanted to mention was. The Sultan moving from, like, this super short, like, uppity, like, completely oblivious character who's just kind of dumb. Like, he's just, like, a dim-witted character in the cartoon. Yeah, I actually think that was a... I like that this new Sultan better. I mean, he, the, the other one worked fine in the cartoon. Because it's cartoon. But had he been a bumbling idiot in this, it would not have worked. No, which, yeah, that was one of the interesting parts, like, the, just the character swaps of how they did that character. But I liked him as, like, a, a wise old ruler who just like not oblivious but also at the same time they put more emphasis on him being controlled by jafar um i guess but i liked how he's just you know he said wise old and just caring for his daughter and wants the best for her and i don't know i thought that really worked well instead of him being like just a hyper oblivious person like the cartoon would not have worked Mm mm-hmm so I think that was a perfect change. There's only other one character change that I noticed a lot from the live action moving into, or from the cartoon, I guess, what was which that? was the bird. Yeah. <laughs> he he seemed, compared to Gilbert Godfrey, he seemed so underwhelming. He was just like, I just, that was my most notable like character swap. It wasn't even until my girlfriend like mentioned it. Like, yeah, you know, how he went from being silly to being like old and wise. I'm like, Oh yeah, because I was just focusing on like Asi or Asiago, and Iago. Iago, I um, Asiago's cheese. <laughs> Iago, <laughs> he was kind of cheesy. Iago in the original one, I'm like hilarious, and then in this one, I'm just like he just whispers creepy shit throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I mean it was cool. I liked how he was like Jafar's sidekick still in this, and would like you know like especially that chase scene. Yeah, in the city. With him, like, that was fine, but he just was underwhelming, I thought. But, I mean, he's not going to talk, talk. Right. I, I don't know. Because he's supposed to be, like, a, like as far as a real-life adaptation, it's got to be a real parrot still, but... Yeah, but that parrot was did mention some very ominous things at very key points. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, was, he was all right. What did you think of Jafar? I thought seeing him in the movie, I liked him more than I did in the previews. Did you? I think he was still a little underwhelming. I think I wanted him just to be a little more menacing. I kind of like that he was, instead of being the Sultan's age, he was somewhere kind of in the middle between like Jasmine and Sultan, like age-wise. He was somewhere in the middle. Yeah, he's probably like 10 years older than Jasmine, but 30 years younger than the Sultan. Something, yeah. Something, something like that. So that, yeah, I did like that. I don't know. This Jafar, just like this one of the weaker, weaker points of the movie for me is like in the first one, he's like a presence on screen. Yeah, he's a like in every scene. Cool bad guy. And he's menacing, he's conniving, and while in this one he's conniving, it didn't really he didn't really <laughs> like up the menacing part at all. And I have a quote from my girlfriend that literally just says, uh, speak up, bitch. <laughs> cause he just <laughs> cause he just literally just always is like, Aladdin, you must go into the cave. And but that's like that's his tone for most of the movie. Like he doesn't really like raise his voice that much. Like 
I don't know, like in the original one, he's just such a presence. And then this one, it was very a lot more subtle, I guess. I like that he still used his staff. That was cool. Yes, the staff in the movie was but also yeah, very he, cool. But he could have been just, I don't know, a more of a presence. I, and I, I don't know what you would have done different, different actor altogether. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I thought the actor was fine. Like, when he was talking softly to Aladdin, like, kind of coercing him, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But then that carried with, like, talking to Aladdin to coerce him, talking to the Sultan like that to co- coerce him. But when he's full on, like, the jig is up and everybody knows he's evil, he still talks like that instead of commanding respect, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, th- I think I want, when, yeah, when he does have the powers and stuff, I would have want a little bit more. Sinister powerness. I just want oomph. I just want some little oomph more to that voice. Oomph. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Let's go back to the beginning a little bit. So I don't think this is, is it giving away talking about the very beginning with uh, Will Smith on the boat. No, I don't think so. I mean, it starts out. It starts out the very beginning. Just we see Will Smith. We don't know if he's genie character or who he is. It's just Will Smith on a boat with a gal and two kids. And I don't know. Yeah, we don't know if he's like a servant of theirs or like. Maybe the woman works for him. We have no clue who the kids are. We, we don't have any idea. Anyway, right. he starts telling the story. It's kind of like the beginning. You know, you got the guy on the camel who ends up being the narrator telling the story. Instead of selling you french fries, he's telling you a tale. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, he starts telling these kids these stories, and then we get into it. And, yeah, I mean, like like I said, it starts off pretty quick. Like, Aladdin and Jasmine meet in the first five minutes. Have their interaction. He takes her up to his place uh, you know just his little abandoned home that was, it's kind of similar to what you see in the cartoon mm-hmm. shows her the view and everything like that you know but yeah she has to go back to the palace obviously and he's like hmm, well you know i want to impress because he what did he do he sneak he stole something from her booted and then he yeah, went to yeah. return it yeah he they steal like her royal like her royal bracelet or something that and she, he was trying to give it back to her she got and then a poo stole it for real yeah so I, I kind of like how she's like, oh, you're just, you're a thief. And just walks away like, oh, I just got tricked. I'm dumb. But then he's like, oh, well, he just like, he puts on a personal mission. He's like, I have to prove her wrong because I'm not, I'm not that person. And I thought he was kind of smooth about it too. Like how he snuck in, pretend to be a servant and everything. I know. I love that, that was, scene. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, well, there was something I was going to mention that's a part of that. But yeah, that was a fun scene though. Sneaking into her castle. Pretend to be a servant to give her her... Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. They, I like how they kind of dove more into the backstory of her mother in this. You don't really get that in the cartoon. Yeah, I don't think they ever mention her mom. At no. least I can't remember a notable moment where that... Yeah, it's been a while since I saw the cartoon, even though I've seen it so many times. But yeah, I don't remember them really talking about her mother ever in the cartoon. And they kind of give a little bit of backstory about her dying and stuff in this. So I, I thought that was kind of cool and how the bracelet belonged to her mother. Right. And it's just... I don't know. It just had like a little... A little piece of story that helps flesh out the character more completely and I, I thought i mean not that she had needed much story arc but i thought i liked the story arc with jasmine's character and i i thought naomi scott was she was probably one of my favorite parts of this movie i thought she did really good as jasmine yeah she i think she did really well i jasmine and i think uh aladdin both did very well like i, th- I thought the guy that did aladdin like kind of had like was playing it pretty perfectly. Yeah, he had kind of a quirky side to him, like it made the character a little more quirkier than the cartoon did. But I liked it. I thought both of them were good. I thought they had good chemistry. But yeah, so Naomi Scott, she just had a good presence about her. Like you really did feel like she was a princess of this land. Yeah, I mean they do a really, I don't know, they do a really good job about her character, like giving her a little bit more to do in this version than they do in the Aladdin or like the original. I guess well, which it got me thinking too, like. 
I think instead of doing a Zach copy, it's like Beauty and the Beast and what's probably going to be Lion King, change some stuff up. Like they, we actually did see a lot of some change, good changes with Dumbo. I thought making right. the kids kind of the center of it, uh, and we, you know, with Maleficent being from the bad guy point of view. Right. So, what if they had done this with with this movie? Is instead of Aladdin, it'd be Jasmine, and it'd be the the same story, but from Jasmine's point of view. See, I know we were talking about this before we started recording. That would be interesting, but I think that that would be a little bit too hard of a sell for most people. Like that's, I think that would be just be the major block. Like it'd be interesting, and I'm more for di- different is better for these new movies. But I understand that they're keeping them. But I think she could have carried a movie. I mean, one of the main people in this movie, and I thought she did great. Right. But I, I don't know. Uh, I would have been just kind of curious to see it from a different angle like that. But otherwise, yeah. Anyway, back to Naomi Scott. I loved her. And I did not know she had pipes at all. Like, sh- this girl has got a singing voice. No, yeah, and it's her singing. Like, I watched, like, a, her, like, recording. Yeah, I, I, did, uh, spe- I watched that video. Speechless? Speechless, yeah. Yeah, like, you saw the same thing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, she can sing. And, well, I think, and something I was thinking of, like, when she had a couple more songs in this movie than she, when, uh, Jasmine did in the original, and as I was watching, I'm thinking, like, she didn't actually get, like hardly any songs in the first one because I think she maybe had a little song when she was like in the garden in the palace. I I'm trying to remember now. Like, I think she hums something out there maybe to herself. Yeah, like I don't think it was a full blown. The thing. only thing, the only time Jasmine really sings the cartoon is a whole new world. Yeah, like that's it. But yeah, this giving her this song speechless, I thought was pretty cool. I'm trying to remember. There, did she get into that song three times? I think it was only twice. Like maybe she it was does only it twice. in like she does it like earlier in the movie and then at like the very end of the movie. And I thought how they integrate it back into the ending, I thought made a lot of sense. While I didn't love like the visuals that they were doing, it was a little weird. But like the end result, I really did enjoy. It's kind of weird too because the only thing I've ever seen this girl in is Power Rangers two years ago, which is unfortunate because apparently she's a lot better than that movie let her be. Yeah, <laughs> way better. So yeah, who would have thought Kimberly the Pink Ranger had pipes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but that was, yeah, it was cool. And I, I gotta say, most of the songs were fine in this. For some reason, the uh, first so- song of him, uh, Aladdin's Escaping the Guards, felt forced and kind of cringy. It, yeah, I was him that- ru- running and singing just felt so weird for some reason. Yeah, no, that's something I noticed too. And they kind of like stutter the song a little bit. I don't know how else to describe, but there's a couple like breaks in the song. Like it flows a lot better in the original. So yeah. that that's kind of what helped. Like it's one of the hurdles I had to get over because I think that's probably my favorite song. But, uh, it, like, in the original. So, the flow was a little off, but I still enjoyed it. It was just, it, it was a little weird. Yeah, the, like, the chase scene itself was fine, but him singing while being chased, it just, it felt weird. It felt forced. And then when he's singing to himself at his house, that just seemed forced, too. Yeah. It just it just fell, all fell out of place. The rest of the singing is fine, though. Like, when she sings Speechless, that's fine. Of course, Friend Like Me, great. Whole New World. All the rest of the singing I thought was fine. Yeah, I'd say like All everything else. All the other else. songs were good. Yeah. Cool dance sequences too, like in the palace when they're having a party. I thought that was cool. Especially yeah. when he, like, he's forcing Aladdin. The genie's making Aladdin do all the dancing. I know, that's something like you get a lot more of like genie kind of like messing with them in this one, which I did enjoy. Like he's, Aladdin doesn't know how to dance, much less do like the appropriate dance move for the specific dance that they're doing. 
the genie's just kind of like stringing him along, making him do a bunch of stuff. And then he starts freestyling a little bit. But I, I thought that was very enjoyable. What did you think of a uh, magic carpet? I thought the magic carpet looked really good. Yeah, I thought the effects were great on him. Like, I mean, and he had a he, lot. Not only did he really hold the room together. <laughs> yeah. Wink. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I was I was really happy that they were able to still like capture the uh, the emotions. Like he is very. I mean, the carpet has no lines, but it's very like charismatic and I don't like. The body language of the carpet, I guess is what I'm trying to right. say. Right. Well, it kind of reminds me of uh, Doctor Strange's cape. Yeah. I mean, I would say a little bit more so than that. The cape has its own personality. But, like, yeah, they, they still got the carpet right, I thought. It's just, like, yeah. he has no lines, but you can tell what he's thinking, what what's happening. You can with tell him. when he's having a good time, when it's getting emotional, when it's scared. Like, it, it's kind of crazy. It's just a carpet, but it's got all these emotions. So, as far as adaptation... Adap- Adaptating that from the cartoon, yeah, I, I thought, thought they it was nailed good. that. So, and I thought the effects for that looked great. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It's cool seeing Aladdin like steer. I know. <laughs> I noticed that they just kind of like hold it like reins. I'm trying to think. Maybe we should go into spoilers here because we've been talking about it for a little bit now. But yeah, it sounds like we're both on board with this new Aladdin. Like it's overall pretty enjoyable. I do like the visuals of it. All the bright colors and stuff actually worked. In some reason, the previews I was having my doubts, but watching the movie, they work. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, there's a lot more that comes together that they didn't show in the previews. And it, it kind of helps for later on when things do get dark. Mm-hmm. It kind of kind of divides the worlds up between good and light. And then when yeah stuff goes down, we'll talk about that in spoilers. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else before spoilers here. I had this I had this thing on my likes here. What did you think of uh, Jasmine's maid? I guess palace maid, her friend. <laughs> she actually like. I wasn't super high on her, like, maiden, I guess. I don't know what to call her. Her her royal maid. I don't know. Right-hand like, lady? I don't know. I don't know. They actually give her a specific title, but I don't know. I'm drawing a blank to it. I, 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 I liked her character, though. I thought she was a good addition. Interesting, because I actually have the exact opposite. I didn't think she really added anything See, I feel like she. Much. I feel like she kind of did, and it kind of gave J- Jasmine more something to do, too. You know, she could have her for, like, one-on-one girl talk. Yeah, I mean, okay, that is true, because you have the only person Jasmine gets to play off of is Aladdin and a little bit of her father in the original one. Don't forget Raja. And Ra- Yeah, she actually doesn't, like, have, I mean, I guess... As much ins- interaction with it. But, yeah, Raja was another thing, too. They, I thought they did great with the CGI, like... He looks like a t- real tiger. I don't know. He didn't look like cheesy or weird at all. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I guess maybe like initially after the movie, I wasn't super high on her maiden, but now that you're saying that, like, I guess that makes sense that she has someone else to bounce off of instead of just Aladdin. I don't know. I still thought her friend was, if nothing else, a little bit cheesy at times. Um, and they had a. She kind of was. I mean, she was kind of quirky a little bit, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and I, that, you know, I just look at it as just that's just her character. She's just kind of a quirky, silly girl. Yeah. Why don't we go into spoilers here? If you haven't seen it yet, pause. Go check the movie out. We both recommend it. It's good in two D and three D. You won't be disappointed. All right. So yeah, everything from this point on is spoilers in three, two, one. Spoilers. So. Jordan, now that we're in spoilers, what did you think about her little love story that goes on between her and Jeannie? 
See, I liked it because at first I didn't really think think of it too much as a love story. Like Genie kind of had, like had his eyes on her a little bit, but I think that was more he was trying to help Aladdin by distracting the maid. Right. So I didn't really think of it too much as a being a love story. He's just like, I'm just gonna, you know, she's kind of cool, and you know, I'm suave. I'll get her off Jasmine's hand so Aladdin can do his thing. Oh, he's trying to get a little bit more off than <laughs> Jasmine's hands, because that the part I I think we should move to like uh, something I really liked and. A good example of what we're talking about is the party scene when all the dancing's happening, which is probably one of my favorite, one of my more favorite scenes in the movie because it was new and different from the original. Um, and I, I like that the other prince stuck around too. He didn't just like come, say hello, and then leave. He stuck around. Yeah, because in the cartoon he's gone. Yeah, but then they don't have that party or anything. Yeah, I did like the party, and one of the most hilarious jokes that I hear freaking. Uh, from Will Smith's mouth, Will Smith's mouth was at that party when he's like, "Oh, the maiden's pretty cute," and she's like, "Oh, she's gonna go get some punch." You know, I'm feeling a bit thirsty myself, and I I busted up laughing at that. <laughs> I'm just like, that was pretty good. I, I just looked at my girlfriend like, "Oh my god, that's awesome." It's <laughs> one of the. I'm glad they're keeping the Disney tradition of lie. God, Disney tradition alive of. You're going to get that when you're older, kid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, they need to do that, too. They just need to put some things in for the adults. Like they'll go over kids' heads and then later on the back. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was very good. But, oh, my God. We're just, like, all over the place. I think we need I think, to. That's still one of my favorite parts of uh, yours, mine, ours. What, what sort of a girl is she? And then a jet engine goes flying by. That guy. And his friend is like, does that answer your question? As a kid, you're like, I do not get it, but okay. As an adult, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Oh, something that we haven't mentioned was like, so we kind of said it before we went into spoilers, but like the initial clip like that they released before the movie of them parading through the town wasn't awesome, but that whole sequence like was amazing. As they're uh, Prince Ali. Yes. I, yeah, that was something I think I was trying to kind of interrupt you. Yeah, well, I mean, like, the clip doesn't do it justice because that whole sequence I thought was awesome. Yeah, I like, like the scene and everything. Like, everybody else, Prince Ali! Prince I know, that Ali. was also, I like how they kind of masked, like, you know, like, Will Smith isn't really hitting those high notes, but, like, when he, like, starts going up higher than the backup singers, like, kick into, like, Prince Ali! And he's kind of doing a little bit of the shapeshift and stuff that we see in the cartoon. Yeah, which I thought was very funny. And they do show, so I think they're supposed to be more like girls in a class, but they do show the brothel scene, sort of. I know. That's, I'm I think glad it, they kept that. Again, I think it's supposed to be more like girls in a class together or something kind of thing, but more the, it's just funny. That, the, that was one thing that I loved about the cartoon, because as a kid, again, you don't get it. You're just like, oh, it's girls together in a room. No, brothel. As an, as an adult, you're like, oh. Yeah, but I thought that scene was very good. It's very catchy. Like, I thought in like the whole sequence, they did fireworks. They did everything, and I thought it was freaking awesome. They even show like some faraway shots of like the entire parade. A boo is an elephant again. Yes. I, was, I was glad they kept that in. A boo being an elephant. Yes, I I know I I that was one of the scenes that I like. I wasn't really like uh, I was nervous about, but once they did it, I'm like that was probably one of the better, like more bombastic scenes in, excuse me, in the songs as well. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And yeah. 
Uh, would you have more about that particular scene? No. Good. And I love how like it, <laughs> uh, and it moves in like they enter the palace, and then you get super quirky, super awkward Aladdin not nailing his lines at all with Jasmine. I mean, yeah. like that scene where like, he's just like, "I brought I, you jam. I hope you like jam, jams and and presents." And then he's just like, "I'm trying to impress you," but he's also super nervous. And I thought that scene was hilarious. And I yeah, just pretty good. I'm mean, like Will Smith or Genie's like, "In ten thousand years, I've never been this embarrassed." <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. I I love that. Like that whole like awkward scene where he's just like, uh. He's like, give him the gifts, give him the gifts. Like, oh, I, I brought you jams and camels. And she's like, and what are they for? Oh, to buy you. What? And he's like, what? And Jeannie's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I knew this wasn't going to be easy, but you are doing worse than expected. <laughs> That's good. Like, I don't know. I, I love that scene. So do we want to talk about, uh, let's talk about the end a little bit now that we're in spoilers here. Right. So. Javar obviously finally gets the lamp, which I liked how he got the lamp in this one. Yeah. Passing but, by and like, you know, and they give a little bit to Jafar's past used to be a thief, also kind of grew up in the streets. Right. So that was interesting. I like that. But yeah, Javar gets the lamp, becomes the Sultan, and that's not quite working out. I mean, he's going to have them force marry him to Jasmine. Right. Because he's now the Sultan. So he's stripped the king of his powers, which is kind of, for some reason, I've always found that wish to be a weird wish. I wish to be the Sultan. I mean, is everybody just supposed to forget that this guy over here is the Sultan? Yeah, that was kind that of... That always just seems like a weird I wish know, like, Especially because that was something that was a little awkward to me. Um, it's just because he, like, Jeannie even specifically says, like, I make you look like a prince, but I haven't changed anything else. So he's like, I want to be the Sultan. So he makes him look like the Sultan, but the Sultan's still right over there. Yeah, uh, that's uh, some, something kind of weird in the cartoon, too, because it's like, okay, like... You know, law the lost are still all the same. This guy is Sultan. Now but, we're now all of a sudden we're just going to consider you Sultan. But I guess one of the things that he also mentions because like to, like a little bit past that he's like, yeah, if you just want to wish this law away, it's like it never even existed. So maybe that's kind of the thing. It's just like I wish to be Sultan, but everybody in the room still knows that that guy was the Sultan. So it's like let's say it's one of the things that makes it not perfect, but you know, it's one of those things that you take the good with the bad. I guess. Yeah. But then, of course, he becomes all-powerful Jafar, and that's when stuff starts really happening. Right. And I gotta say, now that we're in spoilers here, this is on my my uh, dislike list. I was very disappointed because I was really hoping he would turn into the giant snake. He didn't turn into a snake. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. I wanted I... to see him as the giant snake. <laughs> I wish. Let's see how snake-like I can be. I know that that is one of the best parts, and also the ending to the Super Nintendo game. You have to beat the snake, <laughs> but I supposedly Daniel didn't one life. I don't remember. I did. I won five dollars before breakfast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. I I totally forgot about that. But yeah, the snake is like super iconic from the cartoon, and while I know I, that might have been a little bit too cheesy for the live action, but. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Why? Why I, not? I don't know. I mean, like they made everything. But I, like, I guess maybe unrealistic him fighting a snake, because I mean, I don't know. I'm like, what is he actually gonna? I mean, Genie saves his butt no matter what. Right. So I still like that he still tricks him, you know, just like he does at the end of the first one. Just like, well, you know, he like plays him like on his ego because I think he says something like, 
you know, you said it yourself. If you're not like the most powerful man in the room, you're nothing. And Jeannie made you this, so you're technically still nothing. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. I overall enjoyed the that ending sequence. I wish he would have become the snake. Still, I think they could have done something really fun and cool with that. Right. I did like when he Iago was ginormous chasing them. That yeah. was cool. Like the, the yeah, the little scene they're flying through the city on the carpet. Oh, we didn't talk about a whole new world. The new whole new world singing part. Oh yeah, yeah. And that is, I looked it up. That is the Aladdin actor singing too. He sings as well. Not as good as Jasmine, but he still sings. Yeah, I mean, I thought his singing was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I thought he was good overall. I think the only cringe part was just that opening s- opening song. He just just didn't fit for some reason. Yeah, but that was kind of fun. Them going to go around the city, and I liked when they stopped and were just kind of watching the city um, folks just dancing around the fire. I thought that was a cool part. Yeah, they didn't go. To, I mean, what else did they do? Like they kind of flew through the mountains and stuff like that. I mean, it was it was cool. Yeah, I know. Like I know that's one of the things that I'm like, okay, that they look cool in 3D sense. too. Oh, I bet. I know that's something like, yeah, like in the cartoon, they go all around the world, which technically isn't realistic for how fast the carpet can fly. So I liked how they just kind of flew around the kingdom and kind of showed her like from a different perspective, like all of the like the entire area. Mm -hmm. So I I know I really did like the sequence a lot, though. Uh, One part I loved is when uh, she's trying to ask him where his hometown is. And he's just like, uh, it's right over here. And Jeannie's like a cartoon on the map helping him out. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. And then funny. she's like, yeah, it's right there. And she's like, what are you talking Oh. And it just shows up on the map. Agrabah. Or, I mean, that's the city. I don't remember. I don't Prince Ali. Ali I, crap. Now I can't remember his fake city. But I, know, and I like how it just shows up. He points to it. And it's just like a spot on the map. And it's like, oh, how did I miss that? I thought that was pretty great. Yeah, which city was which city? And I can't remember the name of the second one. Well, Agrabah is the original city in... Crap. Now I have to look it up. Crap, I can't find this. I can't find this city. Is, is Agrabah the fake city or Agrabah the real city? Agrabah is the real city. Okay. Uh-oh. Hey, well, we'll just skip over that. Just like, you know, a city just shows up on the map, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. <laughs> Trying to think here. Any other fun things? So let's talk about, I guess, the very, very end. So you you were kind of not not into the maid, you said? Yeah, I wasn't kind of like... She was a little bit too cheesy at times, and it seemed like a little bit too awkward of a character as well. Which, I don't know. For some reason, I guess I was still fine with her. I liked that Jeannie was into her. But I thought it made for him... So yeah, we're in spoilers now. I thought it made made for him becoming free that much better of a story. Because in the cartoon, you know, he's like, I'm free, all right, I'm going on vacation, and packs up and leaves. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool that, like, well, now that I'm not Genie anymore, like, now I can live as a regular human, and yeah, the, he and the maid go off, get married, have kids, and go sail the world. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I get, yeah, like I said, I think in retrospect, I'm a little bit higher on the maid than I was at the end of my initial viewing. But yeah, I guess that does make the Genie's, like, motivations just, like... Or just like being free, that much more meaningful. Yeah, I, I thought I thought so. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. What else do we want to cover here? I I mean we're we've covered quite a bit though. Um, I'm just looking through. I think I got through most of my likes. Um, the only like that I haven't got to yet is uh, towards the end of the movie after Jafar takes power and like all the guards turn on them. She her speechless song kicks in again, 
and she starts singing and then she like I like like I do like the song how she essentially just inspires the guards and be like hey like I know you he's the ruler now but like you know what's right and what's wrong and you know in your heart that what you need to do and they all come back around I thought that was I like that moment I really like that moment a lot as well just because like it shows her like she's knows her people and she wants to be the best for the people and she inspires her people. So I thought that was an awesome moment mm-hmm. in the movie for her. Yeah, the good character for it's art. Moment, yeah. It's part it just helps part, her part of her art. It was a good part of her arc, I thought. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um yeah, why don't we start wrapping it up here? I think we've talked quite a bit of Aladdin today. Okay. Overall, I don't know, how would you grade this out as far as entertainment and overall quality? Overall entertainment wise, I'd say like an eight out of ten. Like it's not perfect, but it was very fun to look at and it was there was a lot there and enough change that it's definitely worth a watch um and as far as grade wise i give it a solid uh, i don't know <laughs> just because i'm comparing it to the original one i guess a solid a minus like b plus a minus range like I, there's a lot to like there's a it's different enough but also f- familiar enough that i think a lot of old or like (laughs) people who like the original could like this as long as you can separate the two and accept that robin williams is not the genie anymore get over it yeah (laughs) so yeah i think for me i'm same page you are i would say yeah eight out of ten entertainment wise i mean it had a lot of fun sequences a couple chase scenes i did like the chase scene when they had were trying to get the lamp back and forth between each other yeah that was very good good sequence there yeah i would say yeah so i'll say eight out of ten entertainment wise and the overall quality um hmm that's a tough one i it definitely beat expectations and maybe that's why i'm feeling really high in it right now because i really had none like like you're saying i was on like probably thinking like this could be one of the first movies i walk out on yeah that's how i went in so that's probably what's so yeah definitely exceed expectations i love the actors for the most part i'm gonna say b plus it is B plus A minus range, like you were saying. I think overall B plus. Uh, yeah, I don't know what would I change to make it better. I don't know, maybe a little bit more Shafar, Cave of Wonders kind of stuff to make it just a little more epicness. It was still missing a little bit of oomph of epic. Yeah, yeah, I'd say like make Jafar more menacing in his presence. And I don't know, there's a few tweaks here and there, but overall, I think what they did with it was I, very I good. I did like the change. A lot of the changes they made, I thought, were for the best as far as adaptation goes. And yeah, it started out quick, kind of slowed down a little bit, and that's where stuff got really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I enjoyed the ending, besides I'm not turning into a snake. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, good stuff. It sounds like we got two recommends right here. Yeah, no, definitely recommend. I mean, I mentioned that because a, lo- a lot of people knew that I was not excited for this at all. So me turning around and be like, actually, you should probably go see this. I know a few, like, I know our, my, our sister was just like, uh, okay, it wasn't on my radar, but yeah, no, I'll definitely go check it out now. Awesome. So, yeah. Okay. Well, so that's two recommendations for Brightburn and Aladdin. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter at movies underscore brews. Let us know what you thought. Love it. Hate it. Want to watch the cartoon again? Never want to watch the cartoon again because this new one's super cool. I don't know. We're more ins- or <laughs> we're more active on our Instagram, so hit us up there. And also, if you like our podcast, definitely leave us a, a review on iTunes. It helps us the most. 
Okay, so yeah, we'll be back next week with Godzilla King of Monsters. Looking forward to that one. And we'll probably either do a separate episode or talk about it in that episode. Hopefully we'll get around to seeing Rocket Man as well. I'm really excited for Rocket Man. Yes, which should be a lot of fun as well. But yeah, we're definitely, our main movie next week will still be Godzilla. Yep. So yeah, everybody, thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing the podcast with friends. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.